It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Gary Ross. Oh, it's a gorgeous morning. Tuesday, welcome to the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Around the horn, let's check in. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. Garrett? I'm good. All right, so I got to tell you, yesterday morning, or actually Sunday night, I, I actually watered the yard, right? Set the sprinkler, and, and it ran. And oops, I forgot to turn it off. You know, <laughs> I, I don't put it on auto because I'm cheap and I don't want to, you know, water every day or whatever the case. I, I water just occasionally. Just it's probably the best in Robinson. <laughs> just occasional. I'm an occasional. But anyway, when I got up, to, when I was heading out the door yesterday morning, I went, oh, oh, forgot to turn the sprinkler off, and it, and it watered again. So no big deal, right? So it watered two days in a row. I was a little mad that I got to pay for it. But So this morning, I walk out the door. And the sidewalk is wet, and the yard is wet. And I went, I know I turned that sprinkler off. Well, it was raining. It was raining at 5.30 this morning. But now you look at it, it's a, it's a spectacular day. It looked like it wanted to all afternoon. Like it was just trying to build up and never would. But, yeah. I know. And that's my deal. Rain at night, please. I love it when it rains at night. But right now, well, I'll take rain anytime we can get it. But I just thought, how weird. I mean, and, and you know, so at 5.30 this morning, it's raining. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, the street's wet. So I know it's not my sprinkler system. So. <laughs> nice reassurance. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, then an hour and a half later, you look outside, and it is absolutely a spectacular spring morning. So there you go. All right, uh, lots to do today. We are going to uh, get into some the Dallas Maverick conversation. Uh, we're going to talk a little. We'll continue talking about the draft. We got a couple. We got a couple things that we want to get into. Also, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys is going to join us, and and uh, we'll get his perspective on the draft and and what what the Cowboys are doing. I saw one article today uh, that had a depth chart released it's with with the new players on it, and it actually had the draft pick Smith. Not playing tackle. Had him playing guard. Did the first year or so, he's going to play guard while he acclimates to the NFL. And then eventually they think that he will be that starting tackle. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Uh, So we'll talk to Kyle a little bit about that and see what's going on there. The uh, Texas High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies are going to be coming up uh, Saturday. And, again, I think this year, and this is probably going to be the last year, but this year – it is a very limited uh, gathering, and it's actually going to be at the Hall of Fame. Uh, normally, they do it at the Ferrell Center, and they maybe even do it at the Coliseum, but they're going to do it at the at the um, at the Hall of Fame itself. So it'll be a very limited gathering. I don't think they're selling tickets to the public, but anyway, uh, one of the inductees is Coach Dick Stafford from Temple, and I uh, I, I spent. I spent a good bit of time yesterday talking to Coach Stafford. I wanted to keep him five minutes. Say, hey, Coach, can you come on the show? But we got to talking. He got to telling me a story or two. It's fascinating how Coach Stafford ended up in Temple, Texas. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He he, He could be the poster child for Temple. He loves that community. 
But he was not born and raised in – well, let me rephrase that. He was not born in Temple, but he was raised in Temple. And it's an interesting story how he, how he got to Temple, played at Temple, coached at Temple. He is Temple through and through. Huh. And he also coached over in Belton, and his son played in Belton. Now, how often does the son get inducted into a Hall of Fame before his dad? That's got to cool. be pretty rare. Yeah, Brett Stafford went in in 2007. Dick Stafford is going in in 2022. Still a pretty cool accomplishment kind of, it's a together, great, yeah. It's a great story. Now, Brett was a heck of a quarterback ward, as you know, at Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he could fling it. Uh, and, and so I, I think w- what a great, great story. So we'll, we'll talk to Coach Stafford. That's cool. So we'll get into that a little bit. Scott Frost is getting his hand slapped. We'll, we'll discuss. Yay, NCAA. I'm glad Mark Emmert's making one last stand. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I really don't understand uh, how uh, – never mind. We'll get into it a little later on. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, and, uh, and there is a new endowment program with Baylor Baseball uh, with Reed Brees. Uh, Reed played in the early 2000s. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, look out left field wall if there was a fly ball out there because he'd run through it. I mean, he was a big physical dude, and he did not mind bouncing into a wall. Uh, and I think in 04, 05, he led the team in hitting, hit over 400. Huh. So uh, he started an endowment program. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up later in the program. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, how was your evening? Anything exciting going on? No. Do you watch hockey? No, I did not watch <laughs> hockey. Sorry. I tried. Look, I I, I was baiting Ward into ah, hockey last night. My, he was. I, I was sending him videos of, like, blow-up hits and everything. I, I tried my best to get him in tune. So you saw none of the Mavericks game, huh? I was glued to hockey all I get, night. Did you, did you see the foul in the first half mm-hmm. on Luka? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I mean – I was laying on the couch, and I do mean laying on the couch, watching the basketball game, and I saw that foul out top. Holy moly. How in the hell did he stay in the game to shoot those the, the technical foul? Uh, I mean, you he, – He's a tough dude. He was turning purple. <laughs> <laughs> he was hurting. <laughs> and I don't blame him. Uh, did you think the kick was on purpose? Uh, there may have been a little intimidation factor there. There is no question. At first, I thought, oh, that's that's unfortunate. And then you go back and see the replay. <laughs> unfortunate, my foot, he kicked him. There's a lot of that in the playoffs. He, you got to set the tone early, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that was part of it. But I Why mean, didn't they kick back? Seriously. Why, why, didn't, why wasn't there some kind of retaliation? I, I, don't, I can't answer that. Why did anybody else besides Luca play last night? Well, that's a fact. Well, that's the Mavs when he's in there. He I had mean, he, he had, had zero help last night. None. He, he, I looked up and he was what? He was over twenty before intermission. Yeah, he had forty five points last night and in ten boards, and nobody else was even at the party. I believe he outscored the other starters combined. I think if you take I the other, surprised. I think if you take the other starters and combine their point total, and then look at his. I think he outscored him. That's not good. That's not cha- that's not a recipe for winning a championship at all. No, no. no. 
No, and no. Uh, and you, you uh, Jason Kidd was not was none too happy. He said, "They gotta have a little help here." That's but, been the biggest issue with Dallas this whole time, though, is trying to find the right pieces to put around Luca to build a team, and they just can't do it. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear from Luca. You'll be surprised what he said about the game last night. Uh, it, it, to me, it was interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that here coming up in a couple of minutes. And, and I want you to start thinking about this, particularly you guys on the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. I want you to think about the best multi-sport athletes that that you know that you saw, you remember, you heard about, and then maybe even think about some athletes that you think, if they chose to, could be great multi-sport athletes. Uh, you know, so let, let's because in the reason I, I, we'll just throw it out there. There is another basketball player that's picked up to play tied in in the NFL. The NFL is starting to see, hey, look, some of these big dudes may may work just exactly what we're looking for when we look for an H or we look for a tight end. And, and so the kid from Texas Tech is picked up by the Cleveland Browns, and that got me to thinking, okay, so now he's, you know, the kid from Baylor did it a couple of years ago. Who, who are some of these guys? And then I got to thinking about, well, who in the heck were, you know, these great multi-sport athletes? Dion, Dion could play baseball. Uh, you know, uh, Bo Jackson obviously was, I mean, if you saw Bo, <laughs> Sunday afternoon he's running for 200, and then Monday afternoon he's three for four. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, now he beat himself down. Uh, but I, I, who are some of those athletes that could have been or were great multi-sport athletes. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit, too. So have some fun with that. And if you want to join us and let us know who you think, uh, CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Tell you what let's do right now. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball, Garrett. Okay. Uh, if you would like, and, and I was there yesterday, and, and we were discussing – everything going on in the wide, wide world of sports. But if you would like a couple of cheeseburger baskets absolutely free, go to the phone. We want you to dial us up, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Call in, and uh, i tell you what, we'll make it simple. We'll take the third caller. Caller three, we're going to get you a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Again, 254-662-1660. 60. We are off and running on a Tuesday. Let's get a check of the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 20% chance of a scattered shower or thunderstorm. High temperature around 80 degrees. It'll remain mostly cloudy tonight. Again, a slight chance of a passing shower. We drop to 67 and tomorrow mostly cloudy. Continued mild across the area with a 20% chance of a shower or storm and a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend, 
on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco, Saturday at 2 from Austin, then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms. Gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today, Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Koki Family Farms provides the ultimate in custom application and fertilizer for all your road crops and pasture needs. They are a distributor of fertilizer for farmland, grain, feed, hay, pasture crops, and vegetation for agricultural and farm supplies, along with growing and raising corn, wheat, and sorghum. Gokey Family Farms is your local contact for LG corn seed and their performing corn hybrids and grain sorghum products. A proud supporter of Crawford High School Athletics, Gokey Family Farms, seven generations strong. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7-15, 15 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a uh, Tuesday morning. All right, Mavericks lose last night, guys. Uh, but, man, was Luca special. Uh, but listen to what Luca has to say about the game. 
Yeah, I think our defense uh, lost us a game today. I think our start on defensive end was terrible, and we got to change that. I think I know we can play way better defense, and I know we will next games. It was about defense in his mind. Got off to a, a bad start in, the, in his opinion, and they were giving up some easy baskets. But it was the fact that, you know, that he didn't have any help. It wasn't the fact that, you know, that they didn't they didn't make the run that they needed to make. It, it was about defense in the first half. It was defense in the first half. In your mind, what lost them the game? They lose, what, 121-114? And, again, Luka had 45-10. and 10. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean that that was a contributing factor. But the other contributing factor is uh, you have a guy go forty five points, twelve rebounds, and eight assists, and nobody else on the team is even close. You got to have some help, and he didn't get it last night at all. And there was not a whole lot of fight in him last night. Garrett, you got the box. Was sixteen the most points by another Maverick? Oh, I bet that's probably no. I mean, so you had uh, nineteen came 19, from okay from Kleber, uh, then Jalen Brunson had thirteen, uh, Finney Smith had fifteen as well. So nineteen was the most. Uh, you had four players in double digits, but at the same time, I'm to shocked me, it was that there was nineteen. Throw. Yeah, and free throws were terrible last night. Well, I mean, the Suns went eighteen from eighteen from the line, and if you look, that's pretty much the difference in the score: seven points. That mm-hmm. that's really what got them. And then, obviously, Devin Booker. I thought he was supposed to be playing limited minutes, but he's out here <laughs> balling out with 38. Is that what he had, 38 minutes? Yeah. Well, Because they said yesterday that they were going to try to keep him around mm-hmm. that 24-minute mark. He was the second lead. So, on their team. Plus 14. <laughs> yeah, Bridges played 42 minutes, and then uh, Booker was their second most minutes with 38. So, so much for limited. Wow. Uh, so, what do you do differently? Play defense. That's a start. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and you know, you and uh, you got to find a way to to get some other people involved. I mean, you you can have Luca drop forty five, but you need somebody else in you know mid twenties along with him, or it, you know closer to thirty. I mean, you got to have some help. It, it just it there was not a whole lot of distraction. I think you nailed it with the defense, though, too. Because, I mean, if you score 114 points, you're going to win a lot of games. But you can't – got to stop. Yeah, well, I mean – And that's what he said. And part of that is that's what the NBA is, too, now. I mean, you you can't – you get in the playoffs, you better ramp up the defense. You can't play like you play in the regular season because you're not going to be able to keep up with people. And is 45 a fair expectation – from Luca night in and night out. I mean, uh, yeah, in the yeah, playoffs. That's, that's playoffs. Luca. I mean, that's. I I don't have a problem with him scoring forty five. You just need somebody else to step up and help him out. No, no, that's not my point. I, my point is is your when you build your game plan. Okay, we're going to get forty five out of Luca. I don't think that's fair. Uh, it, it may what be what happens, but somebody else has got to be more productive on the offensive end. You can't expect him to go. Look, don't you think Phoenix may play a little bit different defense on Luca? Now, whether they stop him or slow him down, I don't know. But he's look, I, he, he was wide open all night long. Yeah, but I expect I expect high points from, from Luke. I expect 40 points from him every game. But I feel like it. Like just going back to that first series with the Jazz, it might be how their offense is, is oriented, oriented because without Luka, you had Jalen Brunson step into that role, and he was the one getting all the points. So mm-hmm. it's it's to me, 
It it's may be looking, a design. It's how the, the offense is designed because you're getting all your production coming from your point guard. Yeah, well, I mean, part of that could be that. But, I mean, even Jason Kidd said last night, hey, look, Luca balled out and nobody else played. So, if Kidd's saying it about his own team, I, I take his word for it. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The, the I just think that Phoenix will do something differently. They're not going to stop Luca. I didn't know, but to slow him down where he's not going for, you know, half a hundred. Well, and, uh, and if they if they do, well, then that should open up somebody else to get should. to get thirty points. But I don't think they will change it up. Because, look, if you know. Look, if, if he scored 45 and they didn't beat you, exactly. why, why not just do the same uh, thing? So it's let him get his. Let, let Luca do his thing and don't let the rest of the yeah, team beat you. Could be. Because one man, I mean, you know, he could put up 45, but if you shut everybody else out, you can still the series. Well, that's yep. a great point. Yeah, great, I agree. That's a great point. I mean, let him get his and the rest, you know he's take care of the rest. Huh? Yeah, you know he's going to get it. So you might as well just shut everybody else out. So that's that's game one. It's in the books. Uh, so they'll play what uh, that was Wednesday. Wednesday night. Wednesday night in Phoenix, and then uh, return to Dallas. So Wednesday night in Phoenix. All right, one twenty one, one fourteen. The final. Uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns over the Dallas Mavericks. But again, <laughs> I was, oh my goodness, Ward. I was watching that, and that was painful. And I said, who's going to shoot the free throws for him? Heck, he stayed in there and shot the free throws. Luca's not intimidated, man. He's been playing professional ball since he was like thirteen. I get it. No, he wasn't intimidated, but he he was turning purple, dude. He was he got whacked. But I think that's a mindset thing. You stay in there because what they were trying to do is is you know counter you, bully you, and you stay in there and take it. I mean, that's just a mental aspect of he's built different. Luca's built different. He has a bass voice, and I promise you, after that play, he was singing soprano. Uh, all right, it is a seven twenty-two. We're twenty-two after seven. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, from our CNC Collision Center. You know what? We'll wait on that. I, I want to wait on that. We're, we're going to come back to that in just a second. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're going to dive into some of those two-way players and uh, and talk a little bit about it. That's coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grayson. They named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's and he's in incredible. there at Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes. <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. 
Mother's Day is just around the corner and it has me thinking. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? That's Ronnie Weethorn, the Foundation Doctor. And right now, just like most of us, he's got one very special person on his mind. At the Foundation Doctor, that's exactly what we strive for. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Mavericks opened the second round of the NBA postseason with a 121-114 loss at Phoenix. Game two will be in Phoenix on Wednesday. The NFL says an independent review found no evidence to substantiate allegations made by former Cleveland Browns head coach Hugh Jackson that the team intentionally lost games in the 2016-2017 seasons. The Astros opened a seven-game homestand with a 3-0 shutout of the Mariners. The Rangers start a two-game series at Philadelphia tonight. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. There's baseball at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears entertain Tarleton. Catch the play-by-play story on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6:15. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Seven twenty-six. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. All right, the uh, Cleveland Browns have signed uh, Texas Tech, former Texas Tech uh, forward Marcus Santos Silva to play tight end for the team. Santos Silva, Ward, as you know, six seven two fifty, spent the last couple of seasons with the Red Raider basketball program, and now he's going to give. Football is shot with, with the Cleveland Browns. Now, you know all of these guys, or I say all, most of these guys uh, that played college basketball or whatever the case may be probably played high school football. So it's not a foreign thing to him. But you're asking him to go make an NFL roster. Does he, does he have the, the, the skill set, the tools to, to go do that? No. Not at all. I don't think so. Then what is Cleveland doing? I mean, I, why would they – if, if he doesn't have a chance, why do you waste your time? If you're Trying either, to find that diamond in the rough, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to pan out to be anything. I think it's one of those things where he might make the practice squad. Uh, next season, he's doing something completely different. Like, so it probably in the real world. Put him on the practice squad, see if he can develop some skills and – 
pretty much just a body. I mean, look, if you put those, you need those bodies to me in the to practice against because the tight end position has become so prevalent in the NFL. So it's good from that aspect, but expecting him to come into a game and do something, I don't think so. Okay, help me because you're an old Cowboy fan like I am. Was it Herb Adderley or was it Cornell Green that made the transition from basketball to football and had a heck of a career with the Cowboys? I can't remember. You know, the Cowboys were were famous about going and finding guys. You know, Ed Tuttle Jones was also a boxer. Uh they they were famous about going and finding guys and in, in, in converting them to football players. The Cowboys made a run at Rico Gathers, remember the former Baylor uh kid. Is there somebody that's out there that that you think would could could make that transition? No. Like a, from college going into the NFL? Yes. Uh, and you had a great point when we were talking about it here uh, it, during the break. You, you mentioned LeBron in his prime. Well, that's different. Yeah, I think. Yeah, LeBron's a, guy a different like, kind of animal. Though. Yeah, LeBron yeah. would have been tremendous at converting. You know, um, I don't see any active. Maybe, maybe Baycott. Armando Baycott, but that's I don't know, man. It's it's so hard to judge because it's such a risk reward, and nine times I mean, out of they, ten they they're going to be misses. Their their athleticism, absolutely, that's right. And you know they think that you know maybe that can transition over, but it it just doesn't work in the most cases. Uh, Justin says, uh, "Hey, what about MJ? He was amazing, but did uh, but he did uh, get better at baseball." Uh, oh, and. For, uh, Oh, and for, for worse, two-sport two athlete, uh, Charles Barkley had golf. Wor- oh, worse. I got it. <laughs> yeah, Barkley, man, he struggles with that golf stick. Uh, he has a good time, though. Yeah. Could Tony Romo have played basketball? Hell no. No? He, I mean, he he could have he played, but he wouldn't have been an, an no. NBA player. He could have played in college if he wanted to. Uh, here's one, Zion at the tight end position. Throw yes. the ball 12 foot in the air. Let's see a DB or a linebacker go get him. Zion would be a great fit. Uh, would his body be able to hold up, though? I mean, his, he's already not able to really hold up on the NBA court. Um, Allen Iverson would have been cold. I mean, he was good on the football field, a dual-threat quarterback. Does that transition to the NFL? Probably not. No. Uh, it's so hard. because like, If you're talking about sport to sport and high school, college, okay. But when you get to the professional ranks, I think that's why you see such – it's so rare to see somebody be successful. I, yeah. I could only really think of, like y'all mentioned, Bo and Dion. Mm-hmm. People have tried it, but you haven't been successful at it. No. I mean, there's only two guys that that come to mind that, that even made a legitimate run at it, and th- it's those two guys. And they were amazing. Like, unbelievable. Just a, they were unbelievable. Just, just watching, you know, either one of them, it, it was – astounding how how good they were on both aspects of it and I think look Tony Gonzalez was probably the anomaly in this when it comes to basketball players going to be like hall of fame level tight end and that's probably what set it this in motion but that's that's what we're talking about it's diamonds in a rough you're not going to find that mm-hmm. here you go Cornell Green played 13 seasons in the National Football League with the Cowboys he did not play college football at Utah State University. He was a two-time All-American basketball player. There you go. How about that? I, I knew I remembered it was one of those DBs uh, a, 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 a while back. But, yeah, Cornell Green, 
uh, played at Utah State, and he played. He was an All-American at Utah State in basketball. And the Cowboys went, huh, he may be able to play DB. And so, yeah, he came in and played 13 seasons with the Cowboys. Do you remember Cornell Green, Garrett? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> I've never heard of Cornell Green. What year was this? What year are we talking? Uh, well, <laughs> dig back in the archives. Bring out the Rolodex. I would say early 60s. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mid-60s, probably. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly. Uh, he, he, he was, he was, uh, he signed with the Cowboys in 1962. So it would have been the 63 season. But he played 13 years now. Uh, so <laughs> he was he was a good one. War number 34, by the way. Why do I remember that? I don't know. Because back then. They stayed you, 13 years. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not just that, too. I, I think it was it wasn't everywhere. Like sports, you had to wait for certain times or you had to wait for a newspaper. So you became attached and, and you grew to know the people. Well, and nobody moved from team to team. Yeah. There was no uh, that's such thing it. as free agency. So, I mean, that definitely helped. And, it, and that's why you had the rivalry. That's why the Cowboys hated the Redskins. Oh, you know, and somehow Gene, them. HTTR. Gene Fugit ended up leaving the Cowboys to go play tight end for the Redskins. And I immediately turned on him. I mean, he was our guy, number 84. Then all of a sudden, he's in a Redskin uniform. No, thank you. I mean, you, you just didn't do that. And now they're out there loving on each other at the end of the game, swapping jerseys. Anyway, uh, let's see. What about, here's a good one. What about Aaron Judge, the the outfielder for the New he's York Yankees? frame. Boy, he's does he big, ever. He's got a big body, but I don't, I don't know that it would – I mean, I don't – I've never seen him as far as his athleticism. I don't know if he can play basketball. He doesn't see. He doesn't. But he played tight end. No, boy, he's big. Yeah, but physical. I, I, I think that's one of those dudes that you get hit across the middle one time, and yeah, this isn't for. That's probably a reason he's that big playing baseball. Well, first of all, he can hit a baseball about nine million miles. And plus, they're going to pay him. They're going to throw him that good money. So and he's going to play baseball for fifteen to seventeen seasons and not seven. Pretty good decision. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a, it as they say, it's a business decision. So anyway. Uh, all right, uh, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, that was fun. But so you can jump in with us, and thanks to Jr. for sitting at uh, Aaron Judge. I, I kind of, I, you know, just looking at Aaron Judge's frame, it's like okay. So I mean, there has to be more. I think Draymond, he's got the mentality. Draymond Green could probably play football a little bit, probably. But and, can and he you play do on the have NFL to have level. You do have to have that 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 mindset of hey, you know, it's a different deal. But I'm just trying to think of, of guys that, that did it. Were there guys that that, that excelled in two sports? I, that's the thing. Like, At what, the same what time, level are we yeah. talking? Oh, there's two of them. Is Bo that Jackson it? And, and Deion Sanders. Are we not? Are we missing them? I mean, is that it? But, now, like, now they about, were at the top of the heap. There's no question. I uh, think that's the only two that I know that made the transition and did it at the, at the exact same time. I don't, I don't remember anybody else. And maybe there was, but I – I just don't remember anybody else doing it. Here's a good one. Here is a good one, boy. And he could play too, Kyler Murray. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what what level of competition? Because you could bring up Russell Wilson, you, you bring up Kyler Murray, you could bring up Tim Tebow. Like, but what level are we talking? If you're talking pros, I think that's the only two. That's yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing out. I mean, look, uh, who was the Florida State quarterback? Oh, Andre uh, Warrior. Andre yeah, Warrior. No, no, no. I mean, no. Not, uh, um, who won the Heisman? He won the Heisman. He played, he went and played, and played in the, the NBA. NBA. Yeah. Uh, 
spent, yeah, and had a very successful NBA career. That's a that's a great point. Who was it? Uh, his last name was Ward, I think. Yeah, Andre Char- Ward. It's Charlie. Charlie Ward. Charlie, Charlie Ward. Ward. Yeah, I mix those two. Andre Ware and Charlie Ward always mix those. Yeah, that's yeah. It was. Andre Ware won it with the University yeah. of Houston. For whatever reason, I always mix those two. But, but Kyler Murray was, you know, we we all know that Kyler Murray had a decision to make. Was he going baseball or was he going he football? Played, he played at Oklahoma State. Was Boy, really I mean, good could, at baseball and football. He could Oklahoma. play. Yeah. Well, he got drafted number one by the at, uh, Oakland, Oakland A's. A's. And they were going to they were going to write him a big check now. Well, they did write him a big check. And yeah, they he, did. And, and he turned and said, nope, I'm going to go ahead and go in the NFL draft. He's and probably he number one, one in the NFL draft. Kyler could do it. Brian Jordan with the I Falcons. I don't think he could do it at the same time. I, I think the quarterback position yeah, that's the thing. Would, would not let him do it at the same time. From the 252, uh, Brian Jordan with the Falcons? I don't know who that is. I have to check that out. Help us out. Who who are some of the guys that you think could make that transition? LeBron in his prime could. Kyler could. I think Kyler Murray would have excelled in Major League Baseball. Oh, he would have. He he he, he could pick his sport and played either one of them and been really good at it. He he would have had a quick sip. I wouldn't even have said a cup of coffee. A quick sip uh, in the minors to kind of get acclimated, and then it would have been on to on to the show. Brian O'Neill Jordan played for the Rangers and played for the Atlanta Falcons. Huh. And, and here's he also what, played for the St. Louis Cardinals. From the two five four, uh, they're saying, "What about Danny Ainge? Do you think Danny Ainge could have?" I don't know what Danny Ainge would have done on the football field. Uh, great athlete. Because I'm sitting there thinking, from if you're transitioning from basketball, you either got to be a big guy. Or maybe even a point guard could play, right? Could play a DB or a wide receiver position, but a big man could play tight end. I think. Here's Jordan's stats: batting average two eighty two, one hundred eighty four home runs, and eight hundred twenty one runs batted in. Uh, his NFL stats uh, for the Bills and the Falcons: five interceptions, four fumble recoveries, two safeties. That's his NFL stats. Could you put a guy like Charles Oakley on a defensive line <laughs> and just cut him loose? <laughs> Maybe. Like, that dude was insane. Like, I, that might be one. I think Randy White could have been a good rodeo cowboy. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? I'm just thinking about Randy White. <laughs> he played defensive tackle for the Cowboys. But I'm telling you, I bet you he could. I bet you he could. You know, Walt Garrison was a, was a great athlete. I'm just thinking about old Cowboys. Uh, I know you, they don't ring a bell to you. Here's the deal about, uh, and I don't mean to interrupt, but no, go ahead. about Jordan, he played football and then transitioned to baseball. So he was with the Falcons from, and I'm sorry, I don't remember this guy, but he was with the Falcons from 89 to 91, and then in 92 he started playing for the Cardinals. Went from the Cardinals to the Braves to the Dodgers to the Rangers to back to the Braves. Finished in 2006. But to play, just to make a club at that level in two different sports, pretty impressive. That is it impressive. is very impressive. It's incredibly impressive. And I, I think Kyler Murray I, could go right now him. and play baseball if he wanted to. I he think could. so, too. He could. There no, there's no question. There is no question in my mind. That guy is as special and as gifted an athlete as you're going to find. I, I, don't, I think you're 1,000% correct. 
he could walk and play at a high level. He's not going to just play. He's right. going to play at a high level. Uh, he, he is that kind of dude. Uh, I, I could not agree with you more. Uh, Antonio Gates. This is from the 254. Could you see Antonio Gates making the transition? I just, I again, I think it's it's a tough transition to go from the basketball court to the football field, in my mind. I just. Well, it doesn't happen every day. I, I get it. I just think it's it's very difficult to do. I mean, he's got the athleticism. He would, to me, it's the mental mindset. Can you take the punch to getting rocked at that position? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Uh, Just wondering if some of those guys could play DB. You know, we were, we, and again, I know it's a totally different era nowadays because they're, th- they're throwing it on every town. But, you know, here was a guy that we, we mentioned a minute ago, Cornell Green. He moves from basketball to to the secondary and spends 13 seasons with the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, playing in the secondary back then, as you just pointed out, he's just he's got to be a, a sure tackler, and mm-hmm. he may have to cover, what, 10 passes a game? Right. Maybe. And now it's 10 passes a possession. Yeah. So it, it is different. A different animal. Yeah. But what they, what they saw was great athlete. Well, Bob Hayes, my God, Bob Hayes was a world-class athlete. Mm-hmm. He was a multi-sport. Yeah. Uh, in the Olympics. You know, and then and then made the transition to football. They, you know, it wasn't whether he was going to be open; it was whether he was going to catch it. Who was the, who was the receiver that that played for the Rams and the Forty ers He transitioned to TV, but he was an Olympic hurdler too. Ronaldo Nehemiah. Yes, yeah. And then I was I was also thinking about Ahmad Rashad. Wasn't he a multi sport guy? Uh, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was too. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if because I've seen it in the past. It, and this is me going hockey, but J.J. Watt playing hockey. He might have. I know he did. At Wisconsin? He did play. At, at the University of Wisconsin? I, I know he played early he play on. high school? High yeah. school, but yeah. That could be a, a transition. It's, a, it, it's an interesting conversation because. Depends I, on how fast he can get that big body moving on skates uh-huh. in the NHL because they fly. They fly. It, it's, these guys are world-class athletes. It's, you know. The commitment level. And I would think the hardest thing would be to, to move to baseball. That's because what's going to be my next question. What's the hardest sport to move to? I would think it would be baseball. Hitting a curveball? Holy moly. Uh, you know, just I, I, I would think making the transition to, to playing baseball on an everyday. It, plus, you're playing, what, 162 games. Yeah. There's an, there, you got well, to they, the hand-eye coordination, you've got to be a special person to mm-hmm. be able to, to, ha- to have that. I mean, it's just when you get up to that level, it, you, you have to be so fine-tuned to play at that level. Well, yeah, so here's a guy throwing a round thing at you. You've got a round thing in your hand. It's coming at you at 98 miles an hour, and you're trying to hit it. And then the next time he throws it, it's going to move all over the place at 78 miles an hour. Uh, it, it is an unbelievably difficult sport when you spend seven days a week, three sixty-five working at it, uh, and then you're going to make the train. So that's why when I when you know guys that did it like like Dion and Bo that were it, it look especially Bo. I mean Bo when he hit it, he hit it for six miles. Bo could have been in either or Hall of Fames if he would have just concentrated on one. Agreed. Is he the greatest athlete y'all seen? Yes, by far. I think so. I think so. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. And, and again, his body broke down on him. Yeah, because he had no rest. Well, when he got when he got hurt with the Raiders, that's 
That's, that hip, yeah. And that, did you see? And, and remember what he was doing? He yeah. was running scot free down the sideline. Somebody was chasing him. I mean, he was. Yeah, look, well, he was when he when he hurt his hip. It was done. Yeah. And for him, didn't he go through hip replacement and then come back and play? Yes. Play baseball. And for him to get on the on the that's it was amazing it for him. Absurd. It was that's amazing exactly right. for him to get on the on the baseball. That's diamond. right. That's right. Unbelievable. I mean, and then there was that whole line of commercials, you know. Bo knows. Well, and, and you know what? He did. <laughs> he did. And, and then you would see Dion literally play on a Sunday afternoon. Well, he'd take a helicopter from the football field to the baseball yeah. field yeah. in the and playoffs. Play, and play, you know, playoffs. Yes. And play at a high level. And play at a high level. It was, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable that you had athletes that, I mean, and again. Those two are just. Head and shoulders. Yeah. Nobody else. I I can't think of anybody else, but I'm telling you, Bo would walk up a wall. He 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 literally could just like um, kid from Seattle, uh, Griffey Jr. King Griffey Jr. Yeah. yeah, Bo could go up a wall too. I mean, you know, you think now though? I don't think we'll ever see that again. Like the the way it's become such a big business, I don't think you'll allow players. Well, now I mean, I don't. I just don't. I don't feel like we'll ever see a player play two professional leagues at one time again. I I think if there, I don't know that we'll ever see anybody capable of doing it again. Right. But if there was, I mean, yeah, they'd let them because of the fact that, I mean, that's that's a lot of money with eyeballs. I mean, imagine if you got that guy on either one of your franchises, football, baseball, basketball, and, but, and he's going from back and forth. That's a ticket seller. But you're Absolutely. also putting your investment. I don't care. And you're also putting an insurance policy in place <laughs> to cover your backside. That's, that's what they're there for. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't worry about the, no, you're, if you could get that special athlete, <laughs> heck yeah. Work it. Yeah. Heck yeah. And am I not, I'm trying to remember, I mean, I'm going back to Dion. It wasn't that long ago. He played in the same city, right? He played for Atlanta. In football and the Braves in baseball. Yeah, for the part of the time, yeah. So it wasn't, you know, so it wasn't like he was jet setting all over the country. Well, he was jet setting because the Braves would be out of town. Right, yeah. But I mean, they were also having, you know, he got to play I mean, home him getting games. on that helicopter and flying from the football field to the baseball field for the playoffs was was amazing. Now, well, you know, it, one of those games he didn't get in. Right, but, but he still did it. Yeah, he still did it. Where Bo Jackson played football for the Raiders. And baseball for the White Sox. And Kansas City Royals. And the Royals, yeah. So, pretty impressive stuff. Pretty, it, it Just flat out amazing, if you stop and think about it. But, yeah, I mean, uh, fun talking about two-sport athletes. All right, 746. And a lot of guys can play golf. I mean, Tony Romo right now could probably win on the PGA Tour if, if he, you know, quit broadcasting. has he tried that? No, not on the PGA Tour, no. I uh, thought he's tried to make the cut multiple times. Tony Romo? Yeah. But make the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's played in in the what qualifier, I'm, but he's never made it. What I'm saying is, he hasn't said, "Okay, I'm putting a headset down." So just I'm all gonna, in. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to go all in and play golf. Gotcha. I mean, there's a couple of quarterbacks that that play on that that celebrity tour thing. There's about eight or ten, twelve tournaments during the spring and summer. Billy Joe mm-hmm. Tolliver, yeah, he won several of them. Yeah, Steph Curry plays in that one in. Um, He's good. Uh, Tahoe. Well, that's, that's, good. The, that's, yeah. the, that's the league I'm talking about. There's a league now that, of those guys that, that go, you know, they yeah. play 10 or 12 tournaments a summer. Uh, but I'm telling you, I think Tony Romo could, if he put the headset down, played golf seven days a week, I think he's a guy that could probably play at the next level. Mm, maybe. He might could. He's, I mean, the guy strikes it like crazy. 
I mean, he's <laughs> he can play. All right, we're running late. Seven forty-seven, thirteen away from eight. That was fun. I, I, I that was fun talking about that. I thought we'd have some fun with that. All right, uh, we're going to talk about the NFL draft a little bit. Uh, Terrell Bernard drafted by the Buffalo Bills. We'll get into that a little bit next on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Tarleton State. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Tarleton Baseball Tuesday. Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal window central texas.com that's universal window central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure and check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Mavericks opened the second round of the NBA postseason with a 121-114 loss at Phoenix. Game two will be in Phoenix on Wednesday. The NFL says an independent review found no evidence to substantiate allegations made by former Cleveland Browns head coach Hugh Jackson that the team intentionally lost games in the 2016-2017 seasons. The Astros opened a seven-game homestand with a 3-0 shutout of the Mariners. 
The Rangers start a two-game series at Philadelphia tonight. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. There's baseball at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears entertain Tarleton. Catch the play-by-play store on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6.15. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson. Good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace and Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. Mow with the best, Gravely. All right, 7.52. We're eight away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Again, The uh, if, if you're just joining us, and, and you know this by now, uh, Baylor had a great great draft uh in my opinion and what is it six guys six yeah got picked including Terrell Bernard Bernard went to to Buffalo in the third round with the 89th overall pick and I think he's going to have a terrific career I think he's going to learn a couple of different positions I think he may learn the mic and the wheel and I I just you know look I think he's a young man I, I think he's a guy that has a chance to play a while in this league he does. Uh, it also helps when you're going into a room that he's going into and you're being able to work and learn from guys like Vaughn Miller and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Milano. I think that's definitely going to help him. Uh, but you bring up a good point, being versatile and playing multiple, you know, multiple along the, the, uh, the linebacker core will definitely help him. But it's going to be a work in progress. And, and with his athleticism, Garrett, we talked about this yesterday, guys playing special teams. I think he, you know, he could he'd certainly work his way onto the football field through the special teams route. So there's there's some there's some things for him. Now he he joined the Matt Mosley program yesterday and he talked about Matt asked him about Buffalo and, and did he did he know that he you know that Buffalo was was interested in him. Yeah, so I've been I've been talking to the Bills for a while, um, you know, since the season ended, you know, just going through the senior bowl, combine and then, you know, pro day. Um, you know, I'd been in pretty constant contact with them. Um but you know, once you get to the draft, you never you never really know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, your agent gives you basically like a, a grade and a round that he thinks you're going to go in or a range. Um, so you know, I had my family over. You know, we're just all watching the TV. I kind of just had my phone, you know, a ringer all the way up, just sitting there. Uh, so going through it, you know, I'm kind of just slumped in the couch, just waiting. Um, you know, hopefully get a call. And you know, pick started going by, and it's just it's just really. Um, really a a weird feeling, you know, just sitting there, um, basically just waiting. And, you know, finally when, when the phone rings, um, you know, a heart drops and, you know, everybody starts freaking out and, um, you know, it's just a a life changing moment. I can imagine. No, I can't. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what, what it was like, just the wait. Can you imagine what that, what that's like? It's gotta be stressful. And then the, I guess for lack of a better term, the ex, the you know this what it's like when it when when you finally hear your name, I mean that's got to be that's got to be an amazing feeling. It's got to be pretty emotional. I, like your stomach would probably drop at some point. I man, I couldn't imagine being in that position and hearing that and going through all those emotions. That's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, you, very very few get to hear that call. Yeah, I could I I could have no, I can't imagine. I, I mean, it was just. To me, I think that would just what a roller coaster. I, I would think it's a ro- and you know and you know who's interested in you because they express, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's where you're going because somebody may have gotten taken. I mean, there's all kinds of moving parts uh, to this thing that that makes the, the twist and turns of the draft. But 
Uh, good for him. Now, I'll say this. Our guy, Matt Mosley, hard-hitting journalist, he asked the tough questions, Ward. Just, this was also from the interview. Yeah, it was uh, – you, you had a good crew. What were you serving over there for your uh, draft day party, by the way? What was, uh, what was on the menu? <laughs> uh, fajitas? <laughs> Maybe he had wings. He's going to Buffalo. Maybe he had some wings there. Over you there. go. There you go. Just, just get some prep in. I just thought that was funny. Hey, our buddy Rob Sellers just sent me one. I don't know how we missed this one. Dave Winfield. Played with, the, what, San Diego, Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth overall pick in, in the Major League Baseball draft and uh, picked by the Atlanta Hawks of the NBA and the Utah's, in Utah State. Uh, Utah Stars, rather, the ABA. Never played football, but was picked by the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, this is an unbelievable athlete. It, it, it had a wonderful Major League Baseball career. Yeah, he was uh, outstanding, but I, I never knew about the draft. Yeah, how about that? So good stuff. So there you go. All right, uh, and, and thanks to uh, Rob for, uh, for chiming in with us and being a part of the program. 7.56, uh, four away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program, and then we're right back to talk some high school football. We'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's number check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Baseball back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark. We'll give you details. Plus, men's and women's tennis dance into the NCAA tournament. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Congratulations to Baylor men's and women's tennis, both headed into the NCAA tournament beginning this weekend. The Baylor women rank number 26 in the nation. They'll be in College Station opening against Washington on Friday morning. Texas A&M and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the other two teams in that A&M regional. Meanwhile, the Baylor men, a number three national seed. They will open at home and play the first and second rounds at the Heard Tennis Center in Waco. Baylor will open against Abilene Christian Friday evening at 6. Texas A&M and Tulsa, the other two teams in Waco for this regional. Baylor baseball back in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark, hosting Tarleton at 6.30 this evening. The game tonight, then a 10-day break for finals. 
We asked assistant coach Mike Taylor the benefits of that break this time of year. Well, some years you, you look forward to the uh, break. Some years you don't want to stop playing because you got momentum. I think this break is a much-needed deal for us to get some of them. We, we still have some guys out with some illnesses and uh, need to get them back up. And just because they're ready to go again, you've still got to throw them in their squad if they've been out two or three weeks to, to build their arms back up and get their pitch counts back up. But this one is much needed. We'll play tomorrow. Uh, we'll be able to scrimmage and enter squad next weekend and, and try to get some of these guys back and going and get them back in the mix is the main thing. Uh, a few injuries and guys have been out for, for two or three weeks. So we need to get them back into the mix, and uh, we'll be able to do that starting next weekend when we can enter squad and, and piece guys out there where they can get their pitch counts in. Uh, you don't, It's not like a game where a guy struggles. you got to get him out of there. Enter squad, you can. You know, as long as they don't get up to over 30 pitches in an inning, you can you can uh, build that strength back up. Baylor assistant coach Mike Taylor and Baylor baseball in action tonight at Baylor Ballpark hosting Tarleton on the air at 6:15. First pitch at 6:30 tonight, right here on ESPN Central Texas Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We are now joined by Crystal Conti from University of Texas, the athletic director. And, Chris, I'm just glad you were able to hear some of the Baylor sports beat. Did you get any good intel from being on hold there? Let me regurgitate. You got track meet this weekend. You got spring game this weekend. You got opening <laughs> game at TQ. And you got baseball down here. I think I got you covered. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Stop waiting for carnival season to come around to get a funnel cake or cotton candy. All-American Eats and Treats, your Central Texas food truck with hand-dipped corn dogs, fresh cotton candy, funnel cakes, fried Oreos, and more. For fairs, festivals, company picnics, or just a parking lot in your town, let All-American Eats and Treats be a part of your next event. Call 254-722-1687 and get your carnival treats today. That's 254-722-1687 or check them out on Facebook at all American Eats and Treats. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Garrett Ross. And uh, coming up this Saturday, it is the High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremonies here in Waco. And one of the inductees, is from Temple, Texas, Coach Dick Stafford. Coach, good morning, and how are you today? Uh, uh, great. I'm thank you. great. Thank you. Hey, we we appreciate you being with us. And first of all, we want to say congratulations. Well deserved. Uh, well deserved honor going into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Well, thank you very much, Coach. Tell us a little bit about uh, 
about how you got to Temple. You and I were talking on the phone yesterday. I, I found that fascinating that uh, it, it, your love for Temple, I mean, you could tell you have a, a great love for that community. But uh, you weren't born in Temple, but you got there as quick as you could. <laughs> That's right. No, I uh, I was an old California boy. It's just uh, my mother and I lived together for a long time after my father left. And uh, so for about six years, uh, we were in a town called Belfar, California. It's uh, just outside of uh, Long Beach, 20 miles outside of uh, L.A. And it's about, uh, you know, just eight miles from uh, Pacific Ocean. And she uh, it was uh, during World War II. You probably don't remember that too well, but uh, I was, uh, when World War II ended, I was about eight years old, and she had a job in Douglas Aircraft where she made airplanes. Uh, they used to show commercials of uh, Rosie the Riveter, a woman that was uh, building planes while all the men were off fighting in, in World War II. So it was just the two of us, and and uh, something happened when I was eight that changed my entire life for the rest of my life. You know, it. she married my stepfather, and he was from Temple, Texas. His name is A.P. Shockley. And he was the biggest football fan I have ever known, especially in regard to Texas high school football, and especially when it comes to Temple high school football. So... In the years that followed, there was hardly a week went by that he didn't relate a great Wildcat football story with some legendary player from the past. And I know he had to repeat many of them, but it didn't bore me. I looked forward to them. And and uh, eventually, we began to spend his two-week vacations back in Temple, Texas. Uh, and it was a 1,600-mile drive. Uh, through the Mojave Desert in the month of August, and cars didn't have air conditioning at that time. So it was a unique adventure. But uh, when we would get to Temple, Texas, at first I was pretty bored, just sitting around, didn't know anybody. But uh, his mother lived there and some cousins, a lot of relatives and everything. And he began to take me around and introduce me to some of those great players from the past that he knew. And this was thrilling to me. And the more I learned about Texas high school football, the more I liked what was going on because you didn't start playing football in Belfar, California until you were a ninth grader. And uh, in, in Texas, they began as seventh graders. And the difference was, in Belfar, California, football was just a game that was played in the fall of the year. And there was uh, no tradition. The high school was about two or three years old. And they would, the game would be played in the afternoon after school in front of a few hundred fans. Well, what was happening in Texas, especially Temple, was amazing to me because it was a way of life. Football was a way of life. And everybody was into it. And so uh, I began to learn more and more about its history. I doubt if anyone knows much more about Temple High School football history than I do, because from the time I was like 13 or 14 years old until even now I'm learning things I didn't know. I know a great deal about it. So this was thrilling for me, and it wasn't the only time that we came back to Temple, Texas, and spent a week or so. 
so we did that two or three times, and each time I all like I would meet some uh, guys that were my age playing football in a lot near where we were staying, and so I got to know more and more people, and I was obsessed with wanting to be a Temple Wildcat, and and my whole life was dedicated to it. Well, my mother, of course, they had to go back to Temple. My mother, she wasn't for that. She was a sweet, wonderful lady. I loved her, and I understand that we had spent almost every day of our lives together, and she wanted to be with me through the high school years. So it was a challenge. Uh, the last summer I, I visited uh, Temple, it was just before my ninth grade year, we were going to visit Temple, go back to Bellflower, and then I'd start playing football. And th- all of those days that I was there, I was doing everything I could possibly think of to remain in Temple, Texas. Well, uh, everything I tried, uh, it was still no. My stepfather was on my side because he would like to see me be a Temple Wildcat. But eventually, uh, we uh, we were able to talk my mother into it, and we arranged for me to stay with uh, my stepfather's mother. That's where we stayed when we vacationed there. And so she offered to keep me and try to take care of me. And uh, so we're able to get it done. And I enrolled in Temple High School in the fall of 1952, uh, and my dream was to be good enough to play for the Temple Wildcats and hopefully someday be good enough to be uh, to play college football in the state of Texas. My dreams came true. In fact, uh, the very first year I was enrolled as a ninth grader, 15 years old, six feet two, had some mobility. And I certainly had size. And uh, they, uh, Temple played for uh, another one of their state championships. Uh, they played in the state championship game that year, three months after I enrolled. Uh, of course, I was playing junior high football, as they called that year. But I got to see them play in Baylor Stadium versus Breckenridge that year. And, and they had played the year before against Breckenridge uh, for a state championship. And all in all, throughout history, Temple has played for nine state championships in, in nine state championship games. Uh, there, uh, back in the 1930s is kind of when it all started uh, for Temple. Uh, they were known statewide as being a really good football town. And uh, they played their first state championship games uh, in 1939-1940 against Amarillo High and Wichita Falls High. But like I said, they played uh, in nine more state championship games. The last two games that that were state championship games were played at AT&T Stadium there in Arlington against Alito and Highland Park. Now, look at that situation. Started in 1930s, played just recently for a state championship. That's 80 years. That's nearly a century of playing for the state championship. Now, they won some. They lost some. When they lost, they were always close within like a touchdown. But they had another another thing that was unbelievable. 
in that starting in 1976, Temple did not lose a game on their regular schedule for five years. That's almost as great as winning a state championship. So for five years, they were 50 and zero in their regular season games. So their tradition is so great. And I can name off just one great star from the past after another that were great football players in Temple, and you would recognize some of those names. So that's what I was striving to do. Uh, my dream came true. I succeeded in what I wanted to do. And, you know, it was my life because I, I ended up coaching for over 30 years too. So football, which was Temple, Texas to me, was my way of life. And it uh, it's just a blessing to have lived in this great town. I still live here, uh, retired here. And I'll tell you something about Temple. They have tremendous fan support. That fan support is still there. The only thing hard to get in Temple, Texas, is a season ticket. <laughs> and there's the, those fans are still there, and they travel well. And I predict somewhere Temple's in the playoffs now nearly every year, especially with four teams in the playoffs. And uh, I predict they'll be back again in Arlington sometime in the future. And uh, it's amazing you know, almost a hundred years of playing good football. So that's why I love Temple, Texas. And that's why I retired here. And that's why I begged my parents to leave me here. The good news is, is when they left me to go back to California, they, uh, they got to move back about a year and a half later. So we became family again and they got to see me play as a junior and a senior in high school. You had a great high school career. You went on and played at Midwestern State, then at Texas Tech, and as you mentioned, you coached for 31 years. Talk a little bit about your coaching career. Obviously, you got to coach back at Temple, and you got to coach your son, Brett, who's also a member of the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, of course, coaching is all I ever wanted to do, and and I, I would hope that everybody would have something out there that is so important to them that they would uh, sacrifice some things to achieve those things. And I was very fortunate. Uh, I achieved the things I, I wanted to do as a player. Uh, the only other step I would have ever taken as a player would be to play pro football. And I, and I wasn't talented enough or big enough to do that, but I got to, I got to start a couple of years for the Red Raiders my junior and senior year. And, of course, coaching my own son, uh, he was was a fabulous athlete. And I'm not just saying that as a father because he was parade All-American in high school football. He went to University of Texas, and when he graduated, he had 16 records. He had one record left, and that's the record of, he has started more consecutive games at quarterback than any quarterback in Texas history, and that he started 31 games. That's pretty hard to do when you're having to play injured sometimes. But in high school, he also was uh, an All-American trackster. Uh, That means that in the event that he ran, he had to be one of the top five uh, best times in the nation which he was, he won state in the 300 intermediate hurdles. 
And then he was an all-state baseball player, and that might have been his best sport. He was really good. In fact, when he was being recruited, uh, stipulation was that he could play college baseball at the same time. But uh, that was uh, that couldn't happen at Texas because while he was there, uh, there were three different offensive coordinators. So every year they changed offensive coordinators and. If he went to play baseball, he, he'd get behind, so he had to just stay in football. Texas baseball coach came after him a lot, but he just couldn't do it or he'd lose his position as a quarterback there. So that was very great. And then, of course, Temple, uh, Red got to participate in my favorite town, Temple. He, he was a Temple Wildcat, and he was uh, – he was on the varsity the year we won our first state championship, but he was a freshman on the varsity. Uh, didn't start, but got to play a lot, and uh, we won 15 games, and that was our first state championship. Since then, they won another. But anyway, Temple has been – it's just a special place. It's my hometown. I guess you could say it's my adopted hometown because – uh, I came here by choice. <laughs> I wasn't born here, but I got, like you said, I got here as soon as I could. So love Temple, Texas, love their tradition. Uh, it's been great for our family. Uh, and so anyway, it's just good to be here. This is an honor. That's a once in a lifetime honor. I didn't know that I, uh, that you could go back 65 years and put someone in the Hall of Fame. So I was unaware of that. And the people that nominated me, I didn't know I was nominated, didn't know I could be in it, but they wanted it to be a surprise for me. So I didn't find out until just before they announced the winners that I had even been nominated. So all of this is a, is a big surprise. It's a great honor. And I owe so much to so many people. Coach, uh, congratulations. Uh, we, we wanted to get you on and just and, and just say congratulations. It is a great honor, and look forward to uh, you being inducted into the Hall of Fame this Saturday night. Thanks for your time. Have a great day, and enjoy Saturday, and make some memories. Okay. I'll sure try. Thank you so much for calling and interviewing me. Have a great day, Coach. Thanks. It is uh, Dick Stafford, the uh, – uh, going into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. He spent a lot of time with Bob McQueen on that staff. Uh, he coached in Belton and uh, then down along the uh, down along the coast in his 31 years of coaching high school football. But it, 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 is, it is interesting that his son, Brett Stafford, went into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame in 07, and dad's going to go in in 2022. So pretty good step there. All right, uh, 18 minutes after 8, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 20% chance of a scattered shower or thunderstorm. High temperature around 80 degrees. It'll remain mostly cloudy tonight. Again, a slight chance of a passing shower. We drop to 67 and tomorrow mostly cloudy. Continued mild across the area with a 20% chance of a shower or storm and a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, Ryan Dudley from the New York Post. Jason Garrett's offense is a little outdated for today's NFL. It certainly was not what Joe Judge envisioned his offense being. It was an arranged marriage that Jason Garrett's well-respected with the Giants by ownership from his time here as a player. Joe Judge's first choice as an OC was, ironically enough, his successor as head coach, Brian Dayball. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. KFC knows that when it comes to chicken sandwiches, there's good and there's finger licking good. A chicken sandwich? That's good. A 100% white meat KFC chicken sandwich so delicious it forces you to rethink everything you know about sandwiches, including whether or not they even need buns, but then you remember how good a brioche bun can be and then having to rethink your rethinking? That's finger licking good. KFC's chicken sandwich, always served hot and crispy in your choice of classic or spicy. Order now on the KFC app. Kentucky Fried Chicken, that's finger licking good. Prices and product availability may vary. You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms. Gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Driving across Texas? <laughs> Get comfortable. There's nearly 300,000 square miles to explore. In a state this big, you need auto coverage from someone who knows it all. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, for coverage that's right for how and where you drive in every moment of every mile. Call us, because moments worth covering are never accidents. Call Bubba Galvan, 855-7387, to see if you qualify to save up to 40% on your auto insurance. 855-7387. Discounts may vary by situation. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 
Hopkins Oil Company is proud of the students, faculty, staff, and administration of Crawford Independent School District and wishes the Pirates and Lady Pirates all the best on the field, court, or diamond. Established in 1962, Hopkins Oil Company of Crawford is the oldest running wholesale fuel and lubricant distributor in Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Jeff and Molly Bays and open 24-7, Hopkins Oil Company has a proud tradition of quality products and outstanding customer service. If you'd like to learn more about Hopkins Oil Company, call Brad Cox at 254-486-0123. All right, day 23, welcome back into the program. This is game time here for a, what is this, Tuesday morning. All right, I want to get you, I just want to kind of get your thoughts on this deal as we talk some football here this morning. Uh, Nebraska football coach Scott Frost received a one-year show cause penalty for the from the NCAA and a five-day suspension from all coaching duties during the upcoming football season as part of a resolution to an investigation that began last year, according to the NCAA. Nebraska was found to be in violation of NCAA rules that limit the number of coaches permitted to work with players during practices and games. The violation involved a former special special teams analyst, Jonathan Rutledge, who worked with the Huskers during the 2020 season and was subsequently fired in 2021. So Scott Frost gets gets a five-day, you can't, coach and uh, and then receives a one-year show cause penalty uh for for this violation with everything that's going on in college athletics does what do you make of this the ncaa is so far behind everything they're trying to make a statement of some sort it's a broken just record to, just to say hey we're still relevant yeah, and it makes them look and even worse. Not. They make them look stupid. Yeah, I was going to say this to me is idiotic. That's the NCAA. It, it, <laughs> you've got more problems. Just open your eyes and look around. NCAA is a joke. Just open your eyes and look around, and then you want to do this? Oh, look! And I'll ask you this: How many? And of course, we don't know the number. But you know it happens. It happens every day where a, quote, analyst is. You think Gary Patterson's down in Austin not talking to those players at all? <laughs> no. And so Come you, on, man. And, and so you, 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 you pop Scott Frost for this? Well, that's how they do. They, they pick out a program who's irrelevant or, or on the cusp of. God, isn't it, that bizarre to say that I Nebraska's know. irrelevant? It's crazy to think, but they're not going to do that to. Bama. They're not going to go into Ohio State and, and punish you. It, just like in basketball, they didn't go punish Kansas. They took it out on Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That's how they do it. It's, it's embarrassing. And then they wonder why they're not respected or don't hold credibility. Like, dude, this is why. You have a program that was designed for kids to be able to go out and make a couple of bucks. And now we're in a pay-for-play situation. And, you, and you're worried about whether a, a guy – Coached up a kid on special teams. Yeah. Really, that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, we're we're paying guys who knows how much to play college football now, and that's not the way the program was designed. We all know that, but that's where we are. But yet, you're worried about okay, one additional coach talked about special teams. Well, by God, we can't have that. So you know, and Scott Frost is a guy that's. Ward, as you know, he's 
man, he's on the bubble with Nebraska. He 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 to keep his gig, he took a pay cut, and he also reduced the buyout. Uh oh, yeah, he's not going to reduce the buyout. He's not going to be there long. Yeah, aren't they going to a rule where you could bring on unlimited coaches now in the NCAA? They're talking about it. They're trying to. Which, but hey, let's slap Nebraska's. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even if you're going to slap Nebraska, don't you keep that just a, hey, look, here's the deal. I mean, I don't understand. If you're going to have NIL and let it, let it be the wild, wild west, why are you going to limit coaching staffs? Yeah. That's just Great stupid. point. It's a stupid. great point. And how much they can make and all that kind of stuff. Great point. Uh, just, it's it, dumb. There's no rhyme or reason for what they do. There is no rhyme or reason for what they – now, I'm not saying, hey, look, you need to have 50 guys on, on your coaching staff. I don't care if you got 100. I guess not. I it, mean, what what difference does it make? Nothing. It, it really doesn't. I mean, and now you need more coaches to keep up with all the chaos. Well, you're not keeping up with that. That's an impossibility. That is a total impossibility. But you've got to have somebody on your staff monitoring the contact. Like, look at, look at the situation upstairs. that just unfolded in, with Pitt and USC. And it even Xavier were yesterday at Texas. You've got to have somebody monitoring these teams coming in and poaching and illegally giving NIL deals behind your back. It's, that's never going to happen. I know, but it, I, you'd, like to, you'd like to think that that would be a and possibility. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen upstairs. It's going to happen within the admin. Well, I, I just, I, I but, think, again, it's the Wild Wild West. There's no governing body on what people can do. And we said all, all along this transfer portal with the NIL is going to get worse and get out of control because alumni and coaches are going to get together and they're going to say we want that guy go get him yeah and they're going to they will and and it's not quote that the staff doing it it is oh it's whoever they can that's exactly right that's exactly again unless i've just lost total concept of this of this nil thing it was hey look ward whites it is april it's the off season go sign autographs for 500 bucks at this car dealership or or, or something that that's the way it or, wasn't or do a radio commercial or do a tv it, commercial exactly something or, or an, like that an appearance and, or, and, yeah. and put a little change in your pocket right it wasn't designed it's, okay it's, look, now we're, it's, we're gonna, we're gonna hey, pay you get 40 on grand. twitter and you can make fifty thousand dollars for tweeting this yeah Hey, we're, you Give know, me a break. Every, every old lineman's going to make fifty k. That, that's that was that wasn't the design of this program. But when that's they where didn't, we are. When they didn't put limits on it, that's you knew it was going to explode. And, and then they said every individual state has to monitor. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? They You're the governing body, to do. supposedly. Yeah. All right, day twenty nine. Uh, but I, I just I saw that Scott Frost was getting a little pop on the wrist, and I thought, how ignorant. I don't know if he'll make it through this. Yeah, I mean, well, he may may he may not make it through this, but it ain't because of that. It's oh, they, be- they're they're working with some money up there. They're trying to save him. Well, I'm telling you, they have gone to the portal like crazy, haven't they? Oh, Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, I think this is fire one last bullet and see what happens. Yeah, uh, for Scott Frost. But yeah, he took a not pay cut. Help. No, I, I agree. He took a pay cut. It, it, well, it just goes to show you the grass is not always greener. I mean, when he was what at Central Florida. They were winning football games. Well, Nebraska was winning football games when they're Big Twelve, but not they went the to the Big, Big 10. Ten, and that ain't happening. Well, it, it changed their it changed their their footprint of recruiting. When they were in the Big Twelve, I mean, they had a nice footprint for recruiting, but in in the Big Ten, I mean, they're tripping all over each other, and they're you know they were the one of the last to the party. So the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Michigan States, and all those guys. 
You know, they've got the and reputation. And they went when they were down. Yeah, that's a good point. But they have the reputation, you know, in the Big Ten. And Nebraska did not. They chased the almighty dollar and it bit them. Look out, Texas. Yep. All right, uh, 8.30. We're, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Kyle Yeomans. We'll do that right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco, Saturday at 2 from Austin, then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Whether you own a convenience store or the corner sandwich shop, TNS Financial Solutions of Waco wants to be your ATM and credit card processing partner. They offer state-of-the-art ATMs and credit card processing and boast a combined 20 years of experience in offering top-notch customer service. TNS Financial Solutions equipment has the most up-to-date software and capability needed to keep up with today's fast pace. If you need an ATM for your business, learn more at tnsfinancialsolutions.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Mavericks opened the second round of the NBA postseason with a 121-114 loss at Phoenix. Game two will be in Phoenix on Wednesday. The NFL says an independent review found no evidence to substantiate allegations made by former Cleveland Browns head coach Hugh Jackson that the team intentionally lost games in the 2016-2017 season. One more Baylor player has agreed to a free agent NFL deal. Wide receiver Drew Estrada has been signed by the Houston Texans. 
The Astros opened a seven-game homestand with a 3-0 shutout of the Mariners. The Rangers start a two-game series at Philadelphia tonight. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. There's baseball at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears entertain Tarleton. Catch the play-by-play story on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6-15. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Gary, we're glad you're with us. He's been a little busy, but we, we've stolen five minutes of his time. We welcome into the program from the Dallas Cowboys Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm, I feel like I'm still uh, still winding down on draft weekend coverage. Like I feel like I, I – you know that feeling whenever it's the first day of summer? For, for students out there, and it's like, okay, what do I do now? Now you got to fill your time. That's what I feel like right now. So always glad to hop on with you guys. Give us your overall impressions of of the Cowboy draft. In, in, in you know, I've I've seen so many different views on, on this draft, and I w- I just want to get your take. You know, I I feel like it was more of a draft for the future than it was draft for now. And and really, that was what was kind of uh, mind-boggling for me going into it because with the way that this roster was constructed and the way that, that things kind of worked out from an off-season standpoint, you thought that this draft was going to be a, okay, let's go get somebody who can go play right now. And, and they certainly did that to a certain extent. But it wasn't the same way that you thought they would. You look at first-round pick Tyler Smith. I mean, a first-round pick is supposed to be an immediate starter on your ball club. And Tyler Smith is expected to challenge for the left guard spot uh, going into week one and then maybe slide back out to tackle at some point, uh, either if it's a Tyron Smith injury this year or following Tyron Smith's retirement in a couple of years. Uh then Tyler Smith would be that tackle, but he's a short-term solution at guard and a long-term solution at tackle. So hey, Kyle, was that was that the, was that the plan all along for him to? to I think it, go ahead. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but oh. yeah, I think it was. I think that going into the draft and the way that they they fell in love with Tyler, Tyler Smith as a prospect, they like seeing his ceiling and they like seeing what he brings from a futuristic standpoint. There's even murmurs, Tom, that that in the middle of the uh, his decision making, because he was a late declare into the NFL draft, and he's only 21 years old. He had two years of eligibility left out of Tulsa. There were rumors that Alabama was on his his recruiting trail, trying to get him to transfer to Alabama, be the starting left tackle for the Crimson Tide, and then be a top five pick in a year. If that's the conversation, if that's the baseline of what this prospect could be, and Alabama was hot on his recruiting trail to be a starter on that offensive line, I think we would be talking about this pick in a much different light than we did whenever the pick was made on on Thursday. But but kind of going back to the original question, uh, Jalen Tolbert, that's a pick for the future, a developmental wide receiver that's going to maybe have a, a high as, uh, of a ceiling as a Michael Gallup in the league. Same thing with Sam Williams, second-round pick. He's going to turn around and be your rotational defensive end early on. Hopefully one year he's the starter. 
Then you've got Jake Ferguson. He's your number two tight end. These aren't necessarily starters that you've drafted this year. It's very interesting the way that they went about it because it wasn't the way that we anticipated going into it. Kyle, who's the diamond in the rough in this draft? Uh, you know, it's tough because I think you could talk about Jalen Tolbert. They were they were having conversations about making the pick with him at pick number 56, and the South Alabama wide receiver falls to them at pick number 88 in the third round instead. I think there was a value there that they couldn't pass up. But I also like two of the fifth-round picks. Damone Clark, the linebacker out of LSU, he has a, a neck injury that really pushed his stock. I had him as a top 60 player in this draft. I really did like his uh, his motor, his toughness, his uh, leadership ability on the second level of that LSU defense over the last couple of years. And then his injury pushes his draft stock down, but they got him in the fifth round. Uh, it was the, the, the penultimate pick in the, in the fifth round as well. So they had plenty of value from him, a guy who, if he turns out to be healthy, he's had surgery on the neck. So hopefully they take their time with him. And then in six months, or even if you get red shirts as a uh, as a rookie, then all of a sudden he's uh, ready to go as a, a second year player, and maybe he provides a lot of depth for you from a def- or from a, a linebacker standpoint. So I'd say he's probably the value in the later parts of the draft, but I really do like the value they got with Jalen Colbert in the third round as well. Hey, speaking of Tolbert, with Gallup coming into this this season off that ACL, and we don't really know if he's going to hit the field early, if he's going to have to wait, does that open the thing up for Tolbert to get some valuable reps early on in the season? Absolutely. I think he's going to fill that that Michael Gallup role immediately on this offense. And the, the Cowboys front office had conversations about wide receivers, and there were a couple guys that are banged up or have had recent injury history, Jamison Williams, uh, most notably out of Alabama. And then you've got, uh, uh, I'm already blanking on his name, uh, George Pickens from Georgia, who was a little banged up. John Mechie from Alabama, who's banged up. They did not want to have another rehab project of a wide receiver. They wanted a guy to come in now, which tells me that through rookie minicamps, through OTAs, and through training camp, you're going to hear more and more of Jalen Tolbert making an impact and and finding a role in this offense because I think week one, if Michael Gallup's not ready to go, and we we don't necessarily anticipate Michael Gallup getting ready to go by that point either, at least at this point, that's been the news all the way through. If he's ready to go, great. Then you have three receivers that you could throw the football to and feel confident with. But if not, I think the rookie in Jalen Tolbert's going to have a massive impact outside of C.D. Lamb and that receiver core is a guy that Dak Prescott can feel comfortable throwing it to. With, and this is unrelated to the draft, but I'm just, it, it crossed my mind. Is, is, are the Cowboys looking to potentially run the football more next year? Yes, I, I think so. And the back half of the year told you exactly what you needed to know. You were not tough enough to run the football. It, whether that was from an injury standpoint an offensive line standpoint, a tight end blocking in line standpoint, doesn't matter. You were not tough enough to run the football, and you could not impose your will the way that the Cowboys are used to imposing their running game on other teams. And that, You could see throughout the picks, top to bottom in this draft, that they wanted to get tougher. They did it with Tyler Smith. They did it with Sam Williams. They did it with Jalen Tolbert. 
uh, Jake Ferguson, John Ridgeway the third out of Arkansas. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They got tougher from a, uh, a tenacity standpoint, from a physicality standpoint, and I think they're going to expect that to happen. And the reason why Tyler Smith is most likely going to be your starting left guard is because he was one of the best run blockers in all of football or all of college football last year at Tulsa. It was the pass sets. It was when he got on an island and he, you saw him backpedaling and had to get up against athletic defensive ends, and they were able to put a move on him and have some space to do so. That's when Tyler Smith had some struggles. When he was able to run downhill, run in a zone, zone blocking scheme, pave the way and, and punch a hole, in a defense and break a defense in half, that's when Tyler Smith had success. So expect them to run a lot behind big number 73 because that's the number they gave them. They're going to run behind big number 73 moving into the this year. Where did the Cowboys miss in this draft, do you think? Um, It's tough to say because I, I really did like the, the holes that they filled. Now, they're not going to be – you can't expect it to be – a plug and play for every one of these guys. But I, I would say probably the linebacker spot. Uh, I mean, Damone Clark, I, I, like I said, I called him the best value in the draft a moment ago, but that's not a value that you're going to have for another two years for the most part, because he would be on a pitch count this year. They would, he would be a limited action for the majority of his rookie season, if any action as a rookie, but they didn't really, add anybody else they added a couple free agents uh rookie free agents that they they signed after the draft was over um but right now you still seem like you're pretty thin at that spot Jabril Cox Luke Gifford Leighton Van Der Esch Micah Parsons that's all you got from a linebacker standpoint and they've rolled with three or four linebackers in the past but Jabril Cox coming off an injury Leighton Van Der Esch notable injury history Luke Gifford had an injury last year as well and then you've got Micah Parsons who spends half his time rush, rushing the pass rows and defensive end. So uh, I would say that they're still thin in the linebacker spot more so than they would enjoy to be, more than they would like to be. Uh, so I feel like that if they could have addressed the need earlier, that would have been the one. I still like Damone Clark as a play for the future, but right now they just feel short in that regard. And speaking of linebackers, man, every year we see a player that just something happens and they end up falling – what happened with Nicobe Dean? I know they were talking about a, a, a yeah. report that come out with the injury. How much of that is smoke? How much of that is true? And why do we see that every year where somebody leaks something on one in particular player to make them fall? So it's not necessarily a leakage in terms of like uh, to the media. The way that it happens is they go to the combine and every one of the teams, all 32 NFL teams have their their doctors, their medical staff in attendance in Indianapolis. It's part of the reason why they have the combine in Indianapolis, because there are so many hospitals uh, around the convention center, around Lucas oil stadium, downtown to where they have enough MRI rooms. They have enough x-rays. They have enough medical equipment, ultimately where the NFL takes over the city's medical department for a short period of time. And they get all these evaluations done. So either the, the teams make their own evaluations on these players or the players' agents come out and say, hey, we've got this going on from a physical standpoint. And specifically with N'Kobe Dean, the media never knew about it. 
So sometimes it comes out. For instance, Justin Ross, a wide receiver from Clemson, the media knew about his medical history and his some of his things that had kind of come out along the way and that that had pushed his draft stock down to the point where he actually went undrafted. For Nicobe Dean, the media never knew about it. However, all 32 teams knew about his injury. And his injury, it was a shoulder injury. I, I can't remember if it was left or right shoulder. And the thing, the, the other kicker with it was he does not want to get surgery on it. And so the league is sitting here saying, hey, you, would, you need to get surgery on this. And then apparently he doesn't want to get surgery. And then there's a disconnect there. That's the report that uh, he doesn't necessarily want to get that surgery. And if that's the case, it, it became a problem for 31 other teams. Then the Philadelphia Eagles selected him in day three and said, okay, now the value is too good to pass up. We'll try and figure out this injury thing later and make it work. Because if he's healthy, he's a first-round talent. He was a phenomenal player. You had him spot on in the fact that, that hey, at some point he slipped. He definitely did. It was because of the injury and and. Hopefully for him, uh, you would like to see him succeed. You don't necessarily want to see him succeed with a divisional rival, but he is one heck of a player. Kyle, do you uh, do you feel good about what the Cowboys did free agent wise with uh, with the kicking game? Yeah, they went and added the the Texas Tech kicker. I'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. I'm not Garibay. So I don't want to say it here. What was that word? Garibay. Garibay. That's is that that's certain? You're a play by play announcer, so I trust you. <laughs> so are you. I know. That's what I'm saying. I I, I trust you, though. Uh, Garibay, okay. So you tell me about him more. You know more than I do in terms of the kicking game. How is he? Uh, I think he's going to be a good pickup for the Cowboys. He he, he was very good on PATs. Now, look, it, it's going to be different in the NFL than it was in college because you're going to have to drop it back. But he, he yeah. was able to, you know, I think he was 49 of 50 on PATs for the Red Raiders. Uh, very good uh, from 30 in was real consistent as a field goal kicker. I, as far as deep, I, I think he was pretty good deep uh, out, uh, out past 40 yards. So, uh, and, and the thing for him, too, I mean, he's kicking in that West Texas wind all the time, too. So, I mean, that's you, you get indoors and it's a little bit easier to, to be able to kick that football. So, uh, he's not having to play the angle as much. I, I think he's going to be a big pickup. For the Cowboys, I was going to ask you about him, and is there going to be? Have they done any other moves to try to get him in, and and have some competition? Yeah, there is a little competition. They they have uh, a guy from SMU by the name of Chris Nagger that that he has been in the building for a little bit. I don't think they anticipate him to be the guy moving forward. Uh, but now that you have uh, – okay, say his name one more time for me. Garibay. Garibay. Okay, I'm trying to trying to lock it in. That Now that they've got Garibay from Texas Tech in there, I think those two guys are the young, young up-and-comers in terms of kickers that are going to have a competition. They may still go get a veteran. I wouldn't be surprised if they go find a veteran because that's kind of the way that John Fossil is a special teams coordinator, has rolled throughout his time. He likes to go get his own guys. Uh, of course, Zerline, they thought about bringing Zerline back, but then he goes out and signs elsewhere, and so he's off the market. They've got to find a way to get it done. Now, they could have drafted a kicker. Cade York is, was certainly an option out of LSU. 
apparently they weren't very impressed with Cameron Dicker from Texas as much as I think the media was was high on Cameron Dicker. But uh, but yeah, I, I think they they knew they weren't going to get anybody during the draft. I even had a conversation with Mike McCarthy after his day two press conference and said, hey, what, what's the possibility of a kicker here? And he kind of said, yeah, maybe late, maybe late. And, and so it wasn't necessarily surprising that they waited to go get Garibay in undrafted free, agent, free agency and, and let that work out the way that it may. How did this draft change the dynamic of the NFC East? Ooh, I think it made – it's kind of like goes back to what the Cowboys were trying to do, and that's get tougher. I think that's what the NFC East did as a whole. I, I wasn't ultra impressed with Washington's draft. They had a couple good picks here and there of guys that I liked. But the Giants, you go get Evan Neal as your offensive tackle of the future, and then you get Kayvon Thibodeau as well as an edge rusher, just an absolute mauler off the edge. He was my top player in the, the draft. I, I didn't really give in to the he's got this ego hype. I'm watching the film. That guy is an absolute monster. And so he's going to have to be uh, a big-time contributor for them. And then the Cowboys got to deal with him twice a year. Same thing can be said in the middle of that, uh, that defense for Philadelphia with Jordan Davis there, too. I, I'm, I'm worried about him coming in and, and having an impact in a uh, twice-a-year realm. I mean, Philadelphia made two really good picks in that first round. Then you added the Nicobe Dean later on. They, I feel like the NFC East had really good drafts across the board, and the Cowboys are going to have to do their best to, to try and negate that. Talk to me about backup quarterback. Uh, would the Cowboys be interested at all in Baker Mayfield if he was available? No, I don't think so, especially for the price that they would have to pay for him. Maybe they get him cheap if they wanted to go out and get him, but uh, they, I think they feel really good about Will Greer and Cooper Rush in the building because both of those guys are still under contract. They still have Ben DiNucci as well. I don't necessarily think they, they view him as a backup anymore. I think they really view him as a scout team, different look uh, that they could use on the practice squad. But ultimately, with Will Greer being a veteran that's been in this league for a couple of years now, Cooper Rush who came in and won you a football game against the Vikings this past year. I think they feel good from a backup standpoint to the point where they didn't add a guy in free in undrafted free agency. They didn't add a guy in the draft itself. So if they were going to try and play around with it, I think uh, they would have already seen names fly off the board. I don't think they would be interested in going and trading for a guy like Baker Mayfield, uh, even if the price was right moving into it. Kyle, as always, we, man, we appreciate it. Great stuff, great information, and uh, we appreciate your time today, as always. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Yep. Kyle Yeomans with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I, I, you know, I was just kind of curious. I know how you feel. I think you want a uh, veteran backup in the building, a guy, a guy mm-hmm. that's played some snaps. I and, and I do, too, after watching what's happened over the last couple of years, not only in Dallas, but across the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have two guys that have some ex- Anyway. All right, 853, we're going to step aside. We're coming right back with more in just a moment. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. It's the split series between Baylor and Texas to close the regular season. Friday at 6.30 from Waco. Saturday at 2 from Austin. Then Sunday at 1 from Austin. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball. Every game on 101.3 FM. 
As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Mavericks opened the second round of the NBA postseason with a 121-114 loss at Phoenix. Game two will be in Phoenix on Wednesday. The NFL says an independent review found no evidence to substantiate allegations made by former Cleveland Browns head coach Hugh Jackson that the team intentionally lost games in the 2016-2017 seasons. One more Baylor player has agreed to a free agent NFL deal. Wide receiver Drew Estrada has been signed by the Houston Texans. The Astros opened a seven-game homestand with a 3-0 shutout of the Mariners. The Rangers start a two-game series at Philadelphia tonight. You can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. There's baseball at Baylor Ballpark tonight as the Bears entertain Tarleton. Catch the play-by-play story on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame at 6.15. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.55. Uh, baseball coming up tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. You got the Bears and the uh, Texans of Tarleton State in a non-conference game. This will be the last game before the Bears take a break for finals. Uh, Baylor at 22-22 and 22 overall. Texans at 13-30 and 30 on the uh, season out of the WAC Conference coming down from Stephenville. What if they'll bring us some waffle fries? Boy, you th- you think I'd, th- I'd meet them at the gate. I guarantee you, if they just load up some waffle fries. Bring me a chicken fry and some waffle fly- fries. I, I'll Quit shaking uh, your head over there. I'll uh, meet them at the gate. Absolutely. I'm just telling you right now. It'd be a good deal. be a good deal. Uh, I, uh, and also want to mention this. This is very cool. Baylor Baseball announced the establishment of the Reed Breeze Endowed Fund on uh, Monday. The endowment uh, shall be a permanent endowment with uh, distributed funds used at the discretion of Baylor Athletics to support the baseball program. And uh, that includes, without limitation, funds for equipment, travel, student-athlete experience, and or program uh, in, in enhancement. So that, that is very cool. Reed Breeze played uh, for Baylor uh, in the early 2000s and uh, a 2004 All-Big 12 second-team selection and 2005 All-Big 12 honorable mention. And uh, he, he just... Great guy, just a great guy. So I uh, look forward to uh, to seeing that endowment program grow. All right, that, that is going to do it for us. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Uh, many thanks to Coach Stafford for being a part of the show and to Kyle Yeomans for being on the program. We'll do it again in the morning at 7 a.m. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.